Welcome to Polymathic Being, a place to explore counterintuitive insights across multiple domains. These essays take common topics and explore them from different perspectives and disciplines, and in doing so, come up with unique insights and solutions. Threatcasting, envisioning terrible futures in order to avoid them. Today's topic is an introduction to a very important capability called threatcasting. We'll get into the goals, the model that runs it, and an example I just participated in this past week. Fundamentally, the goal of threatcasting is to imagine terrible futures so that we can do things today to prevent them from happening. Billions die. It's a bit of the running joke at the threatcasting workshops of how big the impact can be when advanced technologies run amok 10 to 15 years from now. This is the goal. Imagine the paths that can lead to billions dying. It's a little harder to have trillions die, but this last week we made a strong attempt to achieve that with the sub-team I was on. It's a serious joke that underpins the impact of what we are taking into consideration and how important we feel this work is to protect people from the misuse of otherwise empowering technology. Two words have emerged to describe the underpinnings of the risks we uncover that cause cascading consequences of tech across the disciplines of technology, sociology, psychology, philosophy, and more. The first is hubris, and the second is fragility. Hubris, this is the extreme confidence supported by ignorance and a fundamental lack of humility about what humans are or are not capable of. In our scenarios, the systems are just as often torn down by well-meaning people who are afraid of what the technology can do as it is by malicious actors using the technology to harm. Hubris is the foundation of both. Fragility. What we call civilization and its derivatives of civility and control is a shockingly thin layer that holds us from fracturing into microtribalism and chaos. Several recent events highlight this, such as the COVID pandemic and the ecosystems of social media in general, and Twitter specifically. In the case of Twitter, I like to view that space as an unfiltered view into the soul of a broad cross-section of humanity. It's amazing how vitriolic, normally thoughtful people can be without the filters of civilization that social media often removes. Fragility also refers to the technology itself and the designs, integrations, and security systems that open up dangerous uses or manipulations. With these two concepts in mind, let's step back and introduce threatcasting and how this powerful tool can help us understand these concepts and why they end up triggering so much chaos. Threatcasting is a conceptual framework used to help multidisciplinary groups envision future scenarios and plan against threats 10 to 15 years in the future. It emerged in 2007 as a variation on the future casting process and is considered a subset of the larger Applied Futures model. The Army Cyber Institute at West Point, in partnership with Arizona State University's Global Securities Initiative and the School for the Future of Innovation in Society, established a threatcasting lab to host and manage portfolios of projects aiming to better understand the risks we may face. The success of this process has fostered wide adoption across dozens of commercial companies as well as many U.S. government organizations. Fantastic examples can be found on the Army Cyber Institute website from previous events. Fundamentally, threatcasting and futurecasting are not about predicting the future. They are about envisioning futures that you'd like to avoid, the threats, or realize the futures. This is a subtle but important distinction 
in that there is no single future or single threat, and they are not guaranteed. These analyses merely illuminate what could happen, so steps can be taken to avoid threats or realize opportunities. The process involves inputs from social science, technical research, cultural history, economics, trends, expert interviews, and more. These inputs inform the exploration of potential visions of the future. Teams then conduct forecasting to envision a future, and then backcasting to identify flags and gates to measure progress as you work to identify ways to mitigate the threat and save those billions of innocent people. The main goal of threatcasting is to look into the abyss and then figuring out how to keep it from happening. It's honestly an easy process to follow, and the hardest part is to unlock the imagination and stretch the minds of people to get out of their own experience and explore what they can't see. Another challenge is to push people out of their own moral foundations to view the threats and create scenarios where billions might die. Threat casting truly is a polymathic tool as you work across multiple domains and disciplines and draw on the broadest diversity of thought possible to challenge biases and come up with new and unique insights. A separate challenge to actually kicking off threat casting and futures in general is that many engineers and designers believe they have already looked at the larger problem. This is a challenge we've explored before in investigating personality proclivities, embrace the divergence, and functional stupidity and how to avoid it. Namely, that a large part of our technical talent is discreetly focused and our corporate environments place a lot of value on starting with a defined problem and then working into a solution. Where this goes wrong is that too often, the problem that is selected isn't the right one and or has the wrong definition to start with. This is why it is so essential to start with answering why before you get into the what or how. If you dive into the solution, you also fall victim to trying to prove it can work, not proving whether it should work, or more importantly, proving that it doesn't work. Systems thinking addresses this issue and is an integrated function of futures thinking in that you start with the humility to admit we probably don't know as much about the problems as we'd like to think, and coupling that with an insatiable curiosity to explore what else is out there. Design thinking focuses into the problem, while futures thinking steps back from the problem to establish context. The proper order for how futures work with design would be futures thinking stepping back and expanding the possible future worlds, from which you can select the world you want to achieve and then focus on designing it. When the full system is understood, the selection of a problem is done with a holistic context and fosters better methods to ascertain benefit. Another way to see the difference in thought between design and futures thinking is best captured in the behaviors of the two philosophies, where design thinking is more about do and make with optimistic confidence and focused on products and services, whereas futures thinking is about instigating and inspiring with pragmatic humility and strategic focus. Marrying futures with design is what we call applied futures. There's limited benefit in just imagining futures. You have to figure out how to make it real or to take real steps to keep it from happening. This is how threat casting and futures in general help us to avoid the hubris and fragility we talked about earlier. We avoid hubris by ensuring full context. 
Likewise, fragility is a function of suboptimal and myopic designs that miss the full context. Applied Futures is a critical tool allowing us to step back with humility and curiosity and reframe the problem space to make sure we fully understand it. The NATO threat casting of 6G. Around 60 highly intelligent thinkers, practitioners, and subject matter experts descended on Virginia Beach this past week and took on a challenge from NATO to look forward to 2035 and threat cast 6G technologies. The goal was to inform the Alliance as to what things we should look to embrace, control, and avoid when it comes to this next generation of highly interconnected and high bandwidth communications. We heard from a series of leading experts in the field, and their backgrounds range from economics, technology, policy, acquisition, production, and research. Key themes emerged to describe 6G such as ubiquitousness in the connections, surveillance, Internet of Things, Data, Artificial Intelligence, and more. That edge devices create control challenges of bandwidth and compute power. The need to ensure trust, which is a wicked problem across multiple layers. Data privacy concerns, the volume of information, precise location, and more. True presence in a metaverse, resulting in a loss of real-world connection. Social degradation, microtribalism, faster and narrower feedback loops. And security, how the current methods are fragile and reactive. After we synthesized key elements from the experts, we then unleashed the creative genius of the attendees. Over the course of the workshop, approximately 15 teams created four threat casts each to sketch out the future we wanted to avoid. We killed billions in novel and very realistic ways. My team managed to create a societal autoimmune response in Finland, which caused them to destroy themselves. Our Finnish attendee was so proud for her country to be a focus of such mass destruction that we immediately became friends. The teams captured a ton of perspectives and information for each threat cast and documented the findings in a structured workbook. This creates an incredible volume of insights, concepts, risks, and opportunities that can be further leveraged for even more new and emergent findings. I'd love to spoil more about the event, but we'll have to wait as we continue to distill the findings and develop them into a threat crafting report. This will allow us to inform everyone about futures that could happen and how to avoid them. In summary, the main thing to know and value about threat casting specifically and applied futures in general is that this allows us to honestly talk about the true risks without the hyperbole of hubris and fragility. It is a perfect complement to the traditional design processes and helps us ensure that we are solving the right problems in context. Integrated properly with classic design thinking helps us shape the world towards better paths that take into account multiple dimensions, perspectives, and disciplines. This is how we conquer hubris and fragility and save millions, if not billions, of human lives. Thanks for listening to Polymathic Being. We'd love for you to subscribe on Substack at polymathicbeing.substack.com, where you can read, comment, and share these essays.